Yeah, go. Today's daf is daf Chof Dalid, page 24 in Meseches Megillah. And we are going to go back to the bottom of Chof Gimel Amad Beis. We learned the Mishnah yesterday. Let's repeat the Mishnah on two lines from the bottom of 23b, the last word on the line. Here we go, says the Mishnah. When a person gets called up for an aliyah to the Torah, lo you should not read any less than three verses. Below Yikra Maturgaman Yosemi Fasuk Echad. Okay? Now uh, follow along because the Gemara is going to focus on this. When you get an Aliyah, it's a minimum of three Psukim for the Aliyah. The interpreter, however, if you're going to have an interpreter, should not interpret more than one Pasuk at a time. Okay? Why? Because other people can't tell the cup. We don't have the attention span. Okay, to, to focus on more than one pasuk at a time. So three psukim for the aliyah, but if you're going to have a translator, one pasuk. Okay, top of tomorrow's da- top of today's daf. I'm sorry, ubenavi shlosha. However, if you're when you're when we read from the neviim from the prophets, then the interpreter is allowed to translate up to three psukim at a time. Now the gemara is going to clarify for us as long as it's all on one topic. Okay, as long as within the v- Navi, it's all one topic, then you could do three. But it seems from the Mishnah, Chumash, always one Pasuk at a time. Navi, you can have up to three Pesukim at a time being interpreted, as long as we're all on one topic. Let's keep going. Let's say within Navi, it's three different topics. Then the interpreter needs to translate one at a time. Because again, you can't focus on three different topics at once. For, for him to fill in all that information. Next halacha of the Mishnah. Medalgin b'Navi. You're allowed to skip within sections of Navi, like we find by Haftorah practically. Okay, we, we know we do this. Ve'im medalgin b'Torah. You're not allowed to skip from one section to another section when you're reading from the Torah. Va'ad kamahu medalig. How much are you allowed to skip when reading Navi? This that we said you're allowed to skip. How far are you allowed to skip? As long as the Maturgaman is still translating, then the reader can keep turning the scroll to another place in Navi. But once the Maturgaman, the interpreter, is done, then the reader must stop. Otherwise, it's what we call Tircha de Tzibur. It's disrespectful and it's, a, it's unnecessary waiting for the tzibur. Says the Gemara, Hani Gimel Psukim connected me. The three Psukim minimum that you need to read for Kriya Satora, what do they represent? Amar of Asi, gives you the Hashibas, the importance of Torah, Neviyam Muksum. Now, interestingly, you're reading from the Torah, but it's a minimum of three Psukim to represent all the books of Tanakh. Vaiter in the Mishnah. The Mishnah The translator is not allowed to explain more than one verse of Torah at a time. However, in Navi, the interpreter is allowed to explain up to three verses at, at, at a time. However, if the three psukim in the Navi, in the prophets, are three different topics, then he's only allowed to translate and explain one verse at a time. Says the Gemara, Kagon, for example, and this is Sukkim that I'm familiar with because this is actually my Bar Mitzvah Parsha and Parsha Shoftim. 
Kagon, for example, Ki Chayamar Hashem Chinam Nimkartem. There's a pasuk. So says Hashem, Chinam Nimkartem. You've been sold for nothing. And then the next pasuk says a whole different topic. Ki Chayamar Hashem Aleikim Mitzrayim Yeradami Varishayna Lagursham. Yeah. So. Um, which is that a Kal Yisrael went down to Mitzrayim, and then it says, Hashem. What's going on over here? Says Hashem. Three different topics. First, we're talking about being sold, and then we're talking about being in Mitzrayim, and then Hashem says, No, what's going on here with Kal Yisrael? Nothing to do with Mitzrayim. So you have three verses, one right after the other, in a Haftorah, and it's three completely different topics. So the interpreter is not going to be allowed to explain more than one verse at a time. That's what the Gemara is clarifying for us, period. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, Medalgin benavi ve'in medalgin b'tayra. We're allowed to skip from uh, one section to another section when reading the Haftorah, when learning Navi. However, you're not allowed to skip in the Chamisha Chumshei Torah. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? Veraminu, I'll ask you a contradiction. On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol reads from the Parsha of Acharemais and then the Parsha of Ach Biosar. Okay, which um, with um, Ach Biosar is is actually seven prokim later. Acharemais is primarily about the Avaida of Yom Kippur, and then what's the Kriya Satira? What does the Kohen Gadol read about all the about all the Arayas? Right, all the forbidden relationships. So we see that a Kain Gadol asked the Gemara, Vahakamidalik, the Kain Gadol skipping, even though he's reading from the Torah. I thought you're not allowed to skip when you read from the Torah, question mark. Answers the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Abaye says, Lokasha, no, there's no contradiction here, there's no question. Kan when are you allowed to skip when you read from the Torah? Well, I'm sorry, when are you not allowed to skip in the Torah when the, when the translator already finished his verse? The Khan, and when do we say you are allowed to skip? The period, as long as the translator isn't done. Now, what's the obvious question? What do you mean? The Mishnah says explicitly you could never skip in Torah. Even in prophets, when are you allowed to skip? When the translator is still going. And now we're saying that's the halacha by Torah. Ask the Gemara one second. But we just learned on this explicitly in the Mishnah. What do we say in the Mishnah? You're allowed to skip by, in Navi. You're not allowed to skip in Torah. And when are you allowed to skip in prophets? As long as the translator is still going. Now, when is that in the prophets? What about Torah? It said Torah, you're not allowed to skip. Michlal, you can you can infer the Torah when it comes to Torah reading. Klal, klal, lo. There's no such thing as skipping ever, 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 ever. How many ever's do we need? Asked the Gemara. You're not allowed to skip. So how can you explain? Oh, the Kain Gadol did it on Yom Kippur because the translator wasn't done, so you could skip. <laughs> That's only a leniency by prophets, not by Chumash. Answers the Gemara, El Amr Abaye, rather Abaye explains like Kasha. There's no question over here. He says, I'll give you a different answer. Kan be'inyan echad, kan bishnei inyanais. One's talking about be'inyan echad, okay? And one's talking about two different topics. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, that actually 
when you have two different sections that are that are have, have similar ideas then even in Torah for example the Kaingado on Yom Kippur then it's permitted to skip why because all of his readings have to do with important aspects of Yom Kippur and Rashi explains like this let's just explain outside let's talk outside for a moment what's the issue of skipping is the issue of skipping just it's a problem to skip no the issue of skipping is is that we don't want people to lose their attention span and you know something we we certainly today in today's day and age where we have access to so much information we, we don't have any attention span but we know even if you want to take the blame off of current day society when you notice somebody doing something else, it's very hard to stay focused. Okay, we're going to actually learn a little bit later <coughs> on today's daf. We have a few mishnayos on today's daf. There are certain times where a kohen, let's say, I'll just give you an example. A kohen that's full of paint, okay, is not allowed to go up and dochen. If he's dirty and filthy, and he's not allowed to go up and dochen. Why not? Because it's just distracting. Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. The kind didn't do anything wrong. But it's going to distract from people's kavana to be in standing in front of Hashem and receiving the bracha because you're going to be noticing that little bit of paint that he has all over his clothing or all over his hands. Okay, nowadays where they cover themselves, it's a lot that the halacha doesn't apply. If your hands are covered, doesn't. But if it's noticeable, we don't want... We don't want to be distracted. That's the idea of skipping. So the Gemara here is responding by the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. When it's all one topic, so then the skipping even in Torah, says Abaye, is not going to bother us. Because, oh, what, what's the concern? That people aren't going to be able to keep their focus on Kavana? They will. Because really, it's all, it's all has to do with Yom Kippur. It's, everybody wants to hear the halachas of Yom Kippur and, 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 and what it pertains to. And Vahatanya said, let's keep reading a little bit. We're almost by the Mishnah. And over here, Vahatanya is Benichusa, which means sometimes Vahatanya is a question. Over here, it's a proof. Vahatanya, and we learned in Ebraisa, Medalgim Betaira Me'inyanechad. Even within the Chamisha Chumshe Torah, the five books of Torah, you're allowed to skip as long as you're within the same topic. Ubinavi Bishneyanyanim, the leniency of skipping my Navi, even if it's from topic to topic. But either way, you're never allowed to skip when the translator is done because it's disrespectful to the congregation to keep them waiting. Tanya Idach, we learned in a Brisa similarly, you're not allowed to skip from one book of Navi to an, to an entire different book of Navi. However, we know that one of the books of Navi is Trey Asar, which is 12 short different uh, prophecies. Um, and over there, even though it's considered a different book, within Treyasar, it's permitted to stick to, to skip Ubavad as long as as long as you don't go out of order. You can't go from the end to the beginning, but you're allowed to skip within order as long as you're going from the beginning to the end. Period. End of the Gemara. Let's get some clarity over here. What we're walking away with, what the Gemara is clarifying for us, is that interestingly, when our Mishnah said you're not allowed to skip by Torah, and you are allowed to skip by prophets, that what it really means is, according to Abaye, 
when you're going from one topic to another topic, you're not allowed to skip by Torah, and you can skip by Navi. You may skip by Navi. Within one topic, you're even allowed to skip by Torah. What's the proof? He reads about the Avoda, he reads about the forbidden relationships, right, for the Kayan Gadol, so on and so forth. Beautiful. Okay, so that's the clarity that we're walking away. <coughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Not well. Not when the kind. Not not when the kind Goldo would read it on Yom Kippur. Correct. Yeah, the kind Goldo would take it out and read it. Yeah, in a chenamim. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Next mission. Now I want to introduce the mitzvah, the, the Mishnah with a little bit of humor. All right. It's known that for Ashkenazim, the 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 um, most, what do you say, chashav in English? There's no word for chashav in English. The most chashav, the most prominent aliyah is shlishi. Shlishi, the third aliyah, the first aliyah given to Israel. By Hasidim, it's shishi. Yeah? Shishi, the sixth aliyah. So, here, so here's, the, here's the joke. A gabai walks over to a yidin shul and he's by chamishi. And he says, what's your name? I want to give you, I want to call you to the Torah. So the guy says, it's Hamishi. I don't take Hamishi. He says, why don't you want Hamishi? He says, that where I come from, Hamishi goes to the Prostabalabatim. Yeah, the, the, the players, the guys who, you know, there's nothing to really respect about them. They're the ones who get Hamishi. It's pasnish for me. Yeah, it's beneath me to take Hamishi. The Gabbai says, that's the Minigin Arshul too. What's your name? I'll give you Hamishi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's our custom as well. Hey, don't be so into yourself. Don't get so excited. Okay? But here's the deal. He's the Kayan of Shabbos. What do you mean? Oh, Ravi is another Kayan. Okay. Fine. Makes you feel good. Fine. But here's the deal. There's seven aliyahs to the Torah. The eighth aliyah is Maftir. You're going to read... The, the Maftir, it kind, because it wasn't one of the integral alias, th- we needed to like make it up a little bit to the one who got Maftir. It wasn't considered like, you know, we needed to like add something to sweeten the deal for the Maftir guy. Okay? That's what this mission is talking about. Listen, listen to this. Hamaftir <coughs> Benavi. If a person's going to be called up for the aliyah of Maftir to read from the Navi, so we're going to sweeten the deal for him. Give him a little more prominence, a little more chashivas. You know what we're going to give him? Who pores the Shema? He's going to be the one to lead the brachos of Shema that we learned about before, right? The, the baruchu. Who overlef neateva. He's also going to be the, the bal shachris. He'll, he'll lead the shachris. Who knows kapav? And if he's a kayan, he'll, he'll duchin. You hit his... We're gonna th- we're gonna add three more things to the tab to make him feel good. It doesn't feel like oh he's a prostabalabas, yeah. Vimhaya katan. If 
the one receiving the Haftorah is a katan, which la halacha, according to halacha, a, a boy less than bar mitzvah is permitted to get maftir. Then, so you're, you're a katan, you can't lead the kaddish, you can't be the, be the chazin for shachris, so we give it to somebody who's close to this kid, kind of as like a makeup. Okay. Katan kare betayru metargin. A katan is allowed to be to, to read the Torah for the tzibur and translate. He can read the Balkare, but he cannot lead the davening. And if he's a kayan, um, he's not allowed to go up to bless uh, to, to bless the kahila, right? The people there. Says Rashi, why? It's not so respectful to have a whole congregation of adult males standing there, and you have a six-year-old boy, a five, six-year-old boy who's standing there like, oh, I'm the hot shot. Yeah, I'm the one who's, who's handing out brachas over here. Fine. Summa. What about a blind person? He's allowed to be and translate, but it doesn't seem like anything else. Rebuta says, Kol shaloi ra of anybody who's never seen light in his life. Meaning, it's not that he became blind. He never was able to see. He was born blind. He cannot lead the brachas for Shema because you have the brach of Yotzer or Right? And you need to at least have some sort of benefit and understanding of what light does for you. Period. That's the Mishnah. Says the Gemara to explain this Mishnah. Let's go. My time up. What is the reason why, when you get called up for Maftir, we're going to add three more honors to your tab? Rav Papa, Amar Papa says, Mishum Kavod. Mishum Kavod means we want it, we have to add to his honor. Kind of people, you know, people, otherwise you're going to feel bad. Rabba Barshimi, Amar Rabba Barshimi says, Mishum the Asi Le'in Tzuye. Because if not, it's going to come to a Machlaikas. Come to a Machlaikas. Yeah, now what does it mean to come to a machlekes? This is interesting. You know, when you get called up for an aliyah to the Torah, sometimes you only need to read three psukim. The Torah, you're reading at least 21 psukim. Right? That, that's the halacha. So if you're going to start paying somebody, which was very common to have a chazan to lead the davening, and this guy is getting the haftorah, he also, you know, uh, out loud led a large part of the davening, and he's not, you know, he's not being paid for it, so it leads to hurt feelings. My benayu, what's the difference between Rav Papa who says to make up for his honor, and Rabbi Barshimi who says because it's going to make him, you know, feel like, oh, why am I any less than, than the one who leads the davening? The difference is, if nobody in the shul gets paid, yeah, nobody in the shul gets paid, so it ain't going to cause any hurt feelings. Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah, if the one who gets maftir and haftorah is a katan, is not yet bar mitzvah, so his father or his rebbe should leave the davening on his behalf. Now, if the reason is it might come to machlokas, says the Gemara, what are you talking about? This kid's seven years old. Katan bar he's going to come to a machlokas, and therefore you got to give his father to become the chazan for shachris? It must be the reason is because it's just not such a respectful uh, thing as the other aliyahs. That must be the good reason. Because if the reason is ca cause quarreling, that's not a reason to give his father or Rebbe some added chashibas. What does the kid care? The kid feels great. You know, he gave him a lollipop. He got Torah. 
says the Gemara, Elamai Mishum Kavod. Well, Elamai, rather, what's the reason why you give the Maftir um, also these other Kibud, the Mishum Kavod, to, to kind of make up, to give him honor? Katam Bar Kavod, who? You think the kid cares about his own honor? Either way, asked, says the Gemara in response. Either way, just a kid, right? So what has to do with the money? What has to do with the honor? He's just a kid. Ella Ika Kavod, Aviv Kavod, Rabbi. Rather, the reason why we give it to the father or Rebbe is very interesting, is because they are makbid on his kavod. And this we find very often. You have parents, uh, sometimes as parents, we, we overstep our boundaries uh, standing up for our kids, right? You're a little pitzel, the kid's seven years old, even though the father's all like, you don't treat my kid like that. Yeah, but, 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 but you're a little pitzel. Like, you know, what's your problem? Parents are like that. You know, even a Rebbe could be standing up for his kid. Says the Gemara, top of Amadvez, Hachanami, it's an it's a Nitsuya of a Rabbi. So to over here, it's gonna it could possibly come to an issue with the father Rebbe with them being the ones to cause a machlokas within the congregation, period. All right. Then the Mishnah said, Paycheyach Pires al Shema. All right. Paycheyach Pires al Shema. If a person is a pocheach, means somebody who's wearing short pants. Somebody wears shorts. So they are allowed to lead the birchas kriyashma, but they're not allowed to have kriyasater. Bar minei ula barav meyabaye ula barav asked a shaila, a question searching for information from abaye. Katan pocheach mahu What about a child who's wearing shorts? We said that a child's allowed to read from the Torah. Is he allowed to read from the Torah when he's wearing shorts? Okay, now, we would, if you think about it, there's an obvious difference when you have an adult male who walks into shul for shachris wearing shorts and flip-flops, or you have a young child who walks into shorts who walks into shul with shorts and flip-flops, right? By a kid, it's more of their standard dress. By a, by a adult, it is more of a vibe. By an adult, it's a vibe. By a child, it's not a vibe. It's whatever the parent gave him to put on that morning, okay? Now, so what's the, what's the halacha for a katam? Maybe by a katan we should be more lenient and allow him to read from the Torah. Amar Lay, he says back to him, Yeah, really, you should be asking about a kid who doesn't really need to wear uh, much clothes anyway. Yeah, for example, let's take a very young child, a, a two-year-old baby. A two-year-old baby. What's expected from that two-year-old baby? A diaper. A diaper. Once that child's wearing a diaper, he's considered dressed. Right? You're lucky if he's wearing a diaper. Okay? <laughs> we have a funny, a funny family story. Um, you should have a child about not wearing anything at all. What's the reason why, when you have a young child you're, that, who, who's not wearing clothing, he can't read from the Torah? It's because of Kavet Sibur. He said to over here, what a beautiful idea. You know what he's saying? He says, 
You don't need a view, oh, by a male, it's more of a vibe. By a child, it's less of an exposure. The bottom line is, you know why you can't read from the Torah if you're wearing shorts? It's disrespectful to the congregation to have somebody go up there whose body is not dressed like they're, ta- like they're leading you in a noble act. Yeah, you, don't, you, you don't go up in a tank top and shorts when you're leading a congregation in front of Hashem, when, when you're, you're being their attorney in their court case to plead for various things. That, that's really what a, a chazan is. That's what a baltfil is, somebody who leads us in, you know, in front of us in our davening and in our Torah learning. He says the same way it's not respectful to the congregation to have an adult who's not clothed in a way of nobility, the same thing holds true when you have a child. And therefore, a child who's wearing shorts also should not read from the Torah. Okay. 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 Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a different culture. And when, you, and when you're in Israel and you have those earthy uh, type of communities where everybody's standing, you know, dressed like that with their sandalim and that, uh, so we can understand why the, the Kavarat Sibor may be different. But if it's still, if it's not going to be following what this Gemara here is saying, you're going to need the poskim to back that up. But I would say certainly, certainly in the states where, we under, where the, the culture is one where when a person comes to daven, a person you know, comes and sta- when, uh, walks into a court, you're going to be dressed in a, uh, in a noble fashion. So that's expected of those who lead us as well. And, and t- to your point, you know, I've been in shuls where they expect anybody who leads the davening to be wearing a jacket. You're not allowed to lead the davening if you don't wear a jacket. Now that's not the custom by us, right? But I've, I've been to shuls in various places. And if somebody is a, somebody is a chiyub, they, you know, they're, they're in their year of mourning and they want to come david in the shul, the shul has jackets prepared because within that environment, that's what's needed for, for the honor of the tzibur, for the covet of the tzibur. And rightfully so. If that's how it is, the Gemara is letting us know that's how it should be. That's what's expected. Suma paris al shema v'chulu. A suma, a blind person. <coughs> is allowed to read from the Shema. Rebuta, right now, Rebuta argued because of the blessing of, of um, Yotzer Or. You have to be able to gain from the light. Tani, we learned in a Braisa. Amrulo, the Rebuta, the Chum said back to Rebuta, Why are you saying that a blind person cannot read because of the Brach of Yotzer Hamaoros and he never gained from it? You know how many parts of Torah, for example, the Merkava, that we never personally witnessed? The chariot of Hashem. And still we're reading from the Torah. So you see that you don't need to experience something in order to be, be able to lead a congregation. So you, Rabbi Yehuda, should allow a blind person to lead. Says the Gemara of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is going to respond, Over there, it's more of a understanding that's needed. So you could say, listen, it's about understanding. So you research it, you get it, you do as much as you can. Over here, the, the bracha of Yotzer Ar is about benefiting from it, and there is no benefit to somebody who's blind. 
Now listen to how this Gemara ends off. Now why do the Rabbanan argue? The Rabbanan say it doesn't matter. The Rabbanan say it doesn't matter. Even if you're blind from birth, you're allowed to lead. I, what sort of benefit do you have? Listen to this precious Gemara. The Rabbanan say a blind person gains from light because of what Rabbi Yaisi taught us. The Tani we learned in the Brisa. Amar Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi says, Call Yamai my entire life. I was nervous about this Pasuk. He was blind. The, the, the Pasuk says, I'm going to grope around at noontime as a blind person gropes around in darkness. Says Rabbi Yaisi, I never understood this. You know why? Like a blind person in darkness? A blind person is always in darkness. What does it make a difference to a blind person whether it's dark or light outside? He says, I'll tell you the difference. Listen to the story that happened with me. I was walking pitch black at night. I saw somebody who was blind. He was walking on the path and he was holding a torch. I said to the blind guy holding a torch, my son, what are you holding a torch for? What the, what's the light do for you? You can't do anything. Omar um, Lee, and he said back to me, I can't see, but if I hold a torch, other people can help me. They can see me. They'll save me from the holes, from the thorns, and from the ditches. And, and uh, therefore, I do gain, even though I personally don't see it. What a beautiful message. Sometimes in life, we're blind to things, we don't understand things, but it doesn't matter if we just light the torch and put ourselves around the right people who can see and can guide us and have experience, and that, they'll take care of us. They'll take care of us. As human beings, we don't need to have experienced everything. We don't need to know everything. But we have to realize we're limited in that way and therefore put ourselves in position so that those who have been there can help us out and help us live appropriately. Beautiful. Says the Mishnah, second line on Chavtal <coughs> Kain who has mumim, who has blemishes on his hand, is not allowed to duchen. We touched on this earlier. Distracted. Rebuta says, Even somebody whose hands are, are have paint on them. Sotim. Sotim says kapa. Okay? His, his, his hands are, are have, you know, have, uh, they're stained with paint. Uh, he's not allowed to dochen either, but everybody's gazing and staring at the paint on his hand. Tana, we learned in the Braith, a kohen with a mum means uh, it has to be on a part of a body that's noticeable. For example, your face, your hands, your feet, because that's what's going to be distracting. If a person has a mum on their belly button, and no one's going to see anyway, so there's no problem. Um, Rabbi Shubhan Levi, Rabbi Shubhan Levi says, Yodav by Hakonyais, if a Kohen has hands that have unique spots on them, kapa. he shouldn't dochen. Tanya Menach learned by similarly, Yodav by Hakonyais, Laisa as kapa, if his hands are spotted, he should not, uh, he should not dochen. Akumais, also if they're akum, if they're, if they're straight upwards, Akushais, or they're, they're kind of lopsided, lo yisa es kapo. Also, you know, he, has, he has unique shapes to his hands that he can't really control, 
So it's going to be distracting for the people within the congregation. They're not going to be able to have kavana on the bracha that he is that he's giving. Okay. Now, interestingly, we're going to see later on if people are used to this. He's well known. He's all over town, and it's not going to be distracting. Then taka is going to be okay. Okay. But this means it's giving examples of distracting parts of the body. Amar Ravasi. Ravasi says, Chafni ubishni. Listen to this. Now we're going to get into people who do not pronounce words properly and they cause, if, since you're not pronouncing the words properly, you're going to cause a lack of understanding. People from Haifa, Chifni from Haifa, and Bishan are not allowed to duchen elsewhere for other people who have a different um, accent. You shouldn't send to Davin people from Beishan, nor people from Haifa, nor people from Tevainim. They don't know the difference between Aleph and Ayn. Now, we don't either really. People who are careful with it, like Temani, and a lot of people who are careful, they understand that Aleph starts from the front of the mouth, that's Aleph. Ayin is ah ah, right? It kind of it goes it goes to the back. Briskers ayin, right? Ang, ang. The joke is how do briskers spell Hong Kong? Hey ayin kuf ayin Hong Kong. They they go to the back, right? That's how they pronounce that. But people from from these places they don't know the difference in Aleph and ayin. Amalei uchiel or shim and therefore they shouldn't duchen. They shouldn't lead the davening. If you're a lady, I wouldn't let you duchen. I wouldn't let you sing in the base of Mikdash. You have a very deep, heavy voice. Also, Omar Le Lavua. Sir Shimon came and he told his father. Omar Le, he said to him, Zil he's disrespecting your voice. Go back and tell Rabchia. Listen to this. He didn't say So when it says to he didn't know how to say you have to grow up with that. If your accent, some people instead of saying Hanukkah, what do you say? Hanukkah, right? You don't say Where is So he says, it says Torah He doesn't know how to say Instead of saying he says So he says when it says the pasuk v'chikisi, which means I will yearn for Hashem, he says v'hikisi, which is I will hit Hashem. He's making fun of your voice. Go tell him that his words make him sound like an apikaris. Yeah, he's gonna, if, if you're so careful about how people pronounce the words, he says, tell him to, to mind his own business. Because he shouldn't lead the davening either. He can't pronounce. Ravuna says, If a person has a lot of body fluids that come out of noticeable places, it could be either the mouth or the eyes or the nose, he should not do it again because it could be distracting for people. I have There was somebody who had this issue with the fluids coming out of their, the, you know, uh, various hollow spaces in their body, and Ravuna allowed him to dochen. Says the Gemara, So this is interesting. He was very, people knew him, so it wasn't distracting. This is where we're getting into all the everything else that we're talking about is only if you're not used to it. Like somebody from this city who has an accent from somewhere else, right? says If a person has Zavlagan, a person has these fluids, however, 
if he's well known in the city, then it's okay. Amr Vechen says, Suma Bachas says If somebody's blind in one eye, he should not be Yisa S Kapov. Okay? Now Rashi explains there's only Bethnod Okay? Uh, says the Gemara, Hahu, David There was a Kayan in Rabbi Echenon's town, David Paris Yade. Apparently he was blind, and he would still, Ahu Yeah? Again. Common, noticeable, no problem. People were were dash beira. Tanya Melach Lemar Simalei Zuma Bachas Beinov. He says Kapa Bimay dash beira. Mutter, beautiful. If a guy is blind in one eye and he's known, Mutter. Rebuta Imer. Rebuta says Misha Yodav Tzvoi. So he says Kapa. If he's got paint on his hands, he's not allowed to dochen. Tanya, we learned in the Brisa. Imray Van Sheir Melachta Mekach Mutter. If everybody's used to this, right? There's a lot of painters in town. So then again, it's not strange. That's the common the, the common theme over here. If it's something that's strange and unique, don't get up and look and it's distracting. Otherwise, Hakob is safe. Okay. Next Mishnah. Now we're getting into people's Mishagasan. Somebody says, I'm not gonna lead from the Amud if I'm wearing colored clothing. I only wear white clothing. I'm only gonna dive in wearing white clothing. You know what we say? Stay away. Even wearing white clothing, what you just said is too strange. It's kind of like, EBGB, we don't know what you're up to. Gamara's going to explain that, you know, this was some of the Minim, some of the Apikarsim, they had their Mishigas with colors. So if somebody states, like, they, they have a, a particular, like, shtick about, I'm only going to be like this, just tell them, just forget it. You know, we'll, we'll find someone else. All right, I'm only going to dive in with color clothing. You say, no, thank you, even with white clothing. The sandal, any over? If he says, I'm not going to go and, uh, and lead with shoes, you can't even go barefoot. Same, same con- concept. A person who makes round tefillin, sakana, it's dangerous because if you bang into something, the tefillin could go into your skull. The ain ba mitzvah. You don't, you don't get a mitzvah. If he places the tefillin in the middle of his forehead, right over here, between the eyes on the forehead, because it says, between your eyes, and, and where do you put your tefillin? On your hand. See, he takes the boxes of his tefillin and wears it on his palm. That's the expression of Apikarsim, people who believe in the written Torah, not the oral Torah. They take everything literal. Boom, stick it right here. On your hand, stick it right here. You say, dude, Apikaris. It's not the way to do things. Tzifan Zav, if, if he coats the tefillin with gold, <coughs> or he puts it outside of his, of his um, sleeve, of his arm, instead of on his skin. Achitzainim doesn't mean you're not Apikaris, but you're people who you, you, you kind of try to interpret the Torah on your own judgment. You're like an outsider. You're 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 an outsider. You're not you're not part of the. It's not Torah umasora. It's Torah. You don't have you don't have the proper masora here. Says the Gemara, my time. Why, if somebody says I'm going to lead with colored clothing, do we not let him lead at all? Because we're concerned he has some sort of apikarsis, some sort of heresy that's gotten hold of him. Well, otherwise, like what what sort of mishagas is this? Agula, the person who makes it fill and round, it's dangerous. And there's no mitzvah for wearing that tefillin. Let's say this Mishnah seems to be like the following b'risa, which says, 
Tefillin Meruvais, the fact that Tefillin are squared, that is passed down from Aish Meinu Arashina. It says nowhere in the Torah Tefillin need to be squared. So the squared Tefillin is Allah Aish Meinu the Amarav and Rav says, "Betifron uva alach sunan." Also, the way that it's stitched, and uva alach sunan means that the the what creates a perfect square. We know what, if one inch straight is going to be one point two five inches all the way across. All these uh, dynamics of how it fillin clearly needs to be. That's all. Allah Hu Amar Papa Masnisin the Avida Ki Amzuga. Our Mishnah is talking about where it is round like a nut. Okay? What does it mean around like a nut? It's a type of round that's going to um, where the, the bottom, it's not like rounded like a circle, but flat on bottom. The same way a nut is like it curves on the bottom. So if, even if you set it on your head, if it's curved and you bang into something, it can mamas go in and go into the skull, right? So that's what, we're, that's what we're talking about, where it's going to lead to danger, period. Okay. Next Mishnah, just to finish the daf, we'll read one more uh, w- one more line. Ha'aymer, one who says good people bless Hashem. Harezu That is an expression of heresy. That is an expression of apikarsi. Okay. Now, why is that? Why does it mean? Because really, everybody should be blessing Hashem. Yeah. Why? You, why are you limiting that only only by taivim? There's something to bless Hashem about. It's an expression of heresy in the Gemara. Hashem will get into this. We'll pick up again tomorrow from the bottom of the Mishnah with the word, the, the, the bottom word on the dot with the word Ha'aymer. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.